Pankaj, welcome to the show. Hey, Patrick. Uh, thanks, thanks so much for uh, giving me the chance to talk to you. I was able to see your article about Toxim, and I was blown away. I saw Toxim, and my immediate thought was, where did this guy come from? Can you fill us in on your background so we can hear where the idea for Toxim came from? Uh, I really appreciate that, uh, and I know you're doing great work in this space. And you know, both of us alike, we love uh, voice. So I'm glad we finally get to talk to each other. Um, so, so just as a quick background, uh, I'm basically a software architect and developer. I've been uh, working with emerging technologies for a very long time, uh, mostly uh, uh, web services, microservices, enterprise services, augmented reality, gaming, mobile. It's, it's just sheer number of years I've been in the industry. I've had the opportunity to work with many technologies. And voice has always been a passion for me for a very long time. And within Toronto, I uh, actually participate in several local meetup groups. And uh, I talk to a lot of VUI designers and voice developers. So, I mean, I just basically based on the discussions with uh, the community, I realized there are certain gaps in the industry. And uh, firstly, like the biggest challenge that people face is that customers are not familiar with the capabilities of Alexa and Google Home. Many of the customers haven't really uh, seen a smart speaker, but you know, being a part of an organization, they would like to develop a voice application. Uh, the second challenge I saw was uh, how do you document a requirement in voice? Because what happens is no matter how well you document something, how well you create the flowcharts, uh, in the end, there's always a gap between what's delivered and what the customer actually wanted. So I began to wonder, like in web and mobile, you have what you see is what you get, editing tools. Then in voice, why can't we have what you hear is what you get tooling? So that led to the idea of TalkSim. And one thing led to another, and I started building this product. You bring up so many aspects of voice development that I'm already seeing with my clients. I literally just got off the phone with a client in real estate who's interested in bringing their business to voice. And as I'm talking to them, I say a statement about a feature we are gonna build and their eyes light up. They say, whoa, I didn't even realize you could do that with voice. And now I'm helping educate them on a technology they actually didn't know too much about. And that seems pretty standard with people trying to enter the voice interface. There's a lot of excitement in this field, but there's a lot less knowledge about what the technology is capable of, which is a lot. Voice is capable of a lot, but educating people on what's actually possible, that's one of the things that TalkSim's doing, and I'm very grateful for that service. When I was on TalkSim's website, I saw two tools that I want to talk about and you might need to expound upon a little bit more. There's the customer can talk to TalkSim and TalkSim can emulate the device or the customer can act as the device and the customer speaks and Toxim acts as the customer. Did I get that right? Yes, yes. Uh, so um, if you go through certain VUI design practices now, uh, especially if you, you know, read on how uh, Amazon and Google are recommending you do voice design, it's, it's very close to how you would uh, write a drama script with two people. So you need two actors. Uh, you, the user is one actor and the device is the other actor. Now, 
the tooling that I wanted to build and which I ended up creating in Toxim lets you act as both the players. You could act as the device, you could act as the user. And, and you can develop your VUI in a more fuller way. How is Toxim doing so far? Have you had successes with clients? Have you seen massive consumer adoption? Is it still in the public beta? Where is Toxim at in relation to its customers? Well, it's very, very new right now. And uh, in fact, uh, probably I launched it last month and it's still under development. So you could consider it as an advanced beta right now. Um, I do have users um, and I'm also talking to some very large banks in this area who have already started to use it, but it's still early days. There's a, there's a lot going on in the industry and there's a lot to do in the product, but I'm sure like we're on the right path right now. When you go to meetups and you meet these developers and you talk about Toxim, are they interested? Do they see the potential that Toxim can help them build better voice apps? When I saw Toxim, I was incredibly excited, especially with the simulation of both the device and the customer. But when you deliver it to developers at these meetups, what's their thought? Are they as excited? Um, no, they're, they're definitely excited uh, once they use it. And, you know, if you use the word developer, let me differentiate developer and uh, designer for a moment. Uh, why I'm saying this is I'm finding a lot of, uh, uh, say, a warm, um, you know, acceptance in the designer community. Uh, and these are people who are coming from UX design backgrounds, people who are doing mobile design, web design, and they want to grow their portfolio and start getting into voice design. And now they all of a sudden they see a tool which they can use to play around and, and that's, that's the kind of feedback I'm getting from the designers and developers as well. You know, they're, they're giving a lot of valuable suggestions, technical suggestions, and I'm actually actively uh, working with many developers to make this product better. Great point. At Voice First, one of our missions is to empower developers to take charge of their career so that they can build their own voice apps. A lot of the developers that we see are familiar with the back-end work. They're familiar with the Lambda function and the intent handler, but the front-end work of actually designing the interaction, of designing the intents that customers are going to say and the sample phrases that they will use to trigger those intents, they seem to be a little bit shakier on that front-end design part. When you're thinking of building a voice app in the back-end and the front-end, where do you draw that distinction between the back-end engineering work versus the front-end design work? So um, based on my experience and you know, current feedback, uh, voice design is a little different than traditional front-end design uh, for the reason that for a long time, we're, we've been very used to working with flowcharts. Uh, you know, like take a typical website or a mobile, it's structured. You have a home page and it has these child pages, then each child pages has these child pages. Once you come into the voice space, the user can say anything he wants at any point in time. So really, no matter how much you structure your UI, uh, it breaks down as soon as a new user comes in. Every user is unique. So it's actually, to answer your question, I believe it's 
heavily weighted towards front-end designers. It needs to have a special skill to understand user behavior before you start coding your application. Interesting. So with building voice apps, there's a lot more focus on the design aspect with a much more reduced focus on the development and coding aspect. So unlike the mobile and web apps where we spend a lot of time designing the, the back-end systems with, with voice, we spend a lot of time up front on how is the customer going to interact with it? How do we design that conversation to keep the customer engaged and to provide value to their lives? And that makes me think voice is going to be a way for non-technical people or businesses to start building applications without having to focus as much on code and to spend a lot more time in that design process. So unlike the web and mobile interface where we spend a lot of time thinking about the backend, with voice, all of our time is spent collaborating and discussing and ideating on how to improve the conversational aspect with our customers. So do you think that voice apps are less technical and less coding focused and much more focused on non-technical builders and design focused people? Um, yes, uh, yes, you know, uh, or just to rephrase it in a slightly different way, it is actually easier to develop voice applications than it is to develop, let's say, a standard mobile application or a web application. It is, it is uh, less challenging. Uh, the bigger challenge is to build something that the customer will happily accept and like, because that's, that's where the challenge comes in, and, and that's where the whole design aspects come in. The stronger the designer, the stronger he understands what the customer wants, he can provide the correct requirements to the technical developer. And then the technical developer can actually build something that's a win-win for everyone. And your background is as a architect, software architect, yeah? Oh, yes. Uh, so um, I've been doing a lot of uh, server-side development, back-end development. Um, microservices, um, you know, there was a time where I actually architected uh, um, an application with 40 million users. We, we were hitting almost 800 transactions per second. So like my, my specialty is to build high performance, enterprise, massive applications. And of course, like I work with all the cloud teams, which is, you know, the Google Cloud, Amazon Cloud, Azure. Uh, so I do have a strong technical background in the back end, but just purely as a hobby, I do game development as well. So, uh, you know, we, we like if, if you see like, you know, there's a lot of work I've done in augmented reality and it's just, this is just for fun, but uh, uh, definitely, you know, some of it has seen the light of day in terms of commercialization. For me personally, I am really interested in voice technology for the benefits that it provides to the end consumer. Humans are used to communicating and conveying ideas using our voice, using language. Unlike the mobile interface and the web interface where we're taught in third grade through fifth grade how to type and how to interact with those technologies, with voice, we're using the natural way for humans to communicate ideas as the means of interacting with the technology. So I'm interested if you have a similar thought or what is it that interests you about voice that makes you see it as a trend that's going to have massive worldwide consumer adoption? So, I mean, the answer I'm going to give you has a, a certain personal passion involved in this industry. You see, if, you, if, you, if you're a fan, 
you you might remember uh, you know stuff like uh, computer uh, tell me the nearest m class planet so we are now finally getting into that era of ub- ubiquitous computing where computers are everywhere and they're just at a voice distance from you um and, and imagine imagine uh, your favorite professor uh, available to you 24 by 7 phone call away uh, and you can ask any question you want which is his subject area of expertise uh, imagine that kind of expertise available to you all the time where you don't even have to open a computer you don't have to look at a screen uh, that's where we're heading so there is a huge future lying ahead for voice in the photo that i see most actively of you it has you holding a google home in one hand and an amazon alexa device in the other do you have any preference of one platform versus the other amazon versus google no i'm full on on voice there is no uh preference one or the other both are excellent ecosystems um there are nuances and differences between both of them but for any organization who wants to move ahead into the voice channel um they need to actively consider both you know it's i think in today's day nobody can afford to pick one and ignore the other it, it has to be a, a a double strategy and when you're working with companies or when we're working with companies trying to help them build voice apps and bring their business to the voice interface are there any general design tips or design elements just things in general to talk with the business about to help them start getting their mind around designing for voice interactions prototyping becomes more relevant you see uh, in voice you have to modify your software development life cycle um certain practices you know like how people moved from waterfall to agile and and, and nowadays uh, the development iteration cycles are getting shorter and shorter well once you get to voice you need to get even shorter uh the feedback loop between the customer and the developer and the designer this feedback loop is getting smaller and smaller so what's happening is you need all the tooling to support this kind of a software development life cycle and i'm talking about implementing a larger project let's say you 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 have a project for a big insurance company now these are big projects and you want to deliver these projects well how do you integrate into their ci pipeline the cd pipeline and how does the whole testing work how does the automation work from deployment to one environment to the other environment these are big challenges which uh, the industry has not even seen yet in voice and these are the kind of challenges which i i kind of bring to light uh, once i meet some of these larger enterprise clients holy cow I didn't even think about that but you're 100% right. We are riding the train of voice, but there's still a lot of railroad that's got to be laid down. Like with the voice and mobile interface, there are a lot of technologies and tools and systems that we use to develop, publish, deploy and create these apps. With voice, a lot of that doesn't exist yet. And temporally right now that creates a lot of problems and a lot of challenges. But the flip side of that same coin is that there's lots of opportunity. There's lots of opportunity for individuals to go in and create solutions, to give these tools and to create these cloud processes that are going to help and elevate voice to the next level.
That was a great point that when we're building with voice, our entire development mind shift changes and we need to rethink how we approach problems using the voice interface. So we need to start thinking of how we're going to design these systems, how we're going to build tools that make building for voice easier using tools like what you built, TalkSim. Which brings me to my next question. Is TalkSim already publicly available? Can customers go and start using TalkSim today? Um, yes, it's actually uh, available, ready to use. Um, uh, although like we're adding features quite rapidly, but I don't foresee any breakage in uh, anyone who's trying to use it. Uh, so yes, I would actually uh, encourage and actually welcome uh, feedback from people and help me steer this product for everyone's benefit. The last big question I have for you is what are you most excited for in the voice interface? Whether it's already been released and it just hasn't been adopted yet by developers and businesses or something that you see forthcoming that hasn't yet arrived, what is it that excites you most about the future of voice technology? Well, for me, it's all about persona. Um, there, is, there is a certain thrill and a persona in being able to interact in a human-like fashion. Uh, I know the technology is not fully there yet, but it's growing faster than we think, faster than we know, faster than I know. And I have a strong feeling that uh, voice will become indistinguishable from talking to a human CSR. Not just in our lifetime, but very soon, very soon. So that, that itself, the thought of that happening is very exciting. We have so much to look forward to, not in the coming years, but in the coming months. There's a field that's exploding rapidly. Voice is growing so fast. Pankaj, for people who want to learn more about Toxim or want to follow your journey and your story, how can people contact you or learn more about Toxim? So, of course, I'm very active on LinkedIn and, uh, you know, people can look me up on LinkedIn. Um, I had set up a Slack uh, page uh, to involve the community, but unfortunately um, that hasn't taken off yet. So I kind of uh, suppressed that for a moment, but yes, I'm in the process of uh, developing a more active Slack community around this. And people can go to TalkSim.com to start using the TalkSim service. Is that correct? Yes, uh, they can absolutely go to TalkSim.com. Uh, it's a self-sign-on. Uh, you don't really need anyone. Um, you just need an Alexa device or a Google Home device. You need an internet connection. You need an email address. And that's, that's it. You can get started within uh, five, 10 minutes. You have completely changed my mindset on what it means to design for the voice interface. Pankaj, thank you for coming on today. No, thank you very much for having me. I, I appreciate this opportunity and I wish you best of luck.